Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets persistent pursuer. Thanks for listening to the Aim Towards the Target podcast. You are currently tuned into a series I'm covering entitled God Loves You. If you haven't already, feel free to listen to and share parts one through four. The motivational aim persistent pursuer is a reminder of what God does for those he loves. God persistently pursues them. When someone is persistent, that generally means they continue doing something despite the opposition, despite the challenge, or despite the obstacle. They keep doing something, even if they experience discouragement. When someone is pursuing something, that means they are following after a person. They're following after a thing. They're seeking to attain whatever they have their eyes or heart set on. And knowing what we know about our Heavenly Father, we know full well that He is a persistent pursuer. He persistently pursues after the ones He loves. And you are one of the ones He loves. God loves you. In the book of Hosea, we know that Hosea was a man of God. He was preaching to a group of people on God's love for them and their need to repent. And if they didn't repent, God would exercise judgment on them. In addition to Hosea's message, God commanded Hosea to marry Gomer, a promiscuous woman who ran after lovers who didn't love her. And each time she ran away, Hosea persistently pursued her. And by God sending Hosea to tell the people about God's love for them, God persistently in his actions of sending a messenger to those he loved, that was a sign and it was confirmation that God loved them and he persistently pursued after them. God persistently pursued his people, his children in guidance, direction, love, warnings, and with visible, clear signs. All throughout the book of Hosea, God told the people what would happen if they persistently pursued people, places, and things that did not align with God's persistent love for them. God told them every time, every time they went in the direction of sin and they played with fire, God was there telling them what would happen. And God gave them chance after chance. God persistently pursued them with the promise of his word that if they would repent, he would heal their apostasy. God stated that he would freely love them for his anger would turn from them. God let the people know in Hosea the 14th chapter in the ninth verse, and this is what it says, Let whoever is wise understand these things. And whoever is insightful, recognize them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous walk in them. But the rebellious stumble in them. God was telling the people to turn to him, and every warning, God's mercy and grace was persistently pursuing them. Of course, they would experience the consequences of their actions, but God's love was persistent, or God's love is persistent. Is persistent when we turn to him.
And this was visible. It was a visible sign with Hosea and his wife. People could clearly see that. It was no secret that Hosea's wife was a promiscuous woman. People knew. Children knew. Teenagers knew. People of every socioeconomic status knew. They knew. But they saw Hosea time and time again run after this woman. He went to find her. If she was abandoned and trampled in the street, he found her. If somebody demanded that Hosea paid for her, although she was already his, he made the purchase to take her home. He took her to a safe place. It was not only a visible sign for the people of that time Hosea was preaching to, this is a visible sign for us today. What have you ran after that had nothing to do with God? Who were your lovers or who are your lovers? What did you love and run after that served as an idol in your life? What have you ran after that you've made bigger than God in your life? Is it money, a relationship, status, a title, an idea, vengeance, power, control? Was it a group, a fantasy, a daydream, a career, a look, a person? What is it? What was it? What was considered or what is considered? What is it that you love so much that you're running after or you ran after that you realize it couldn't satisfy you the way God could? What do you find yourself running after where you're leaving God and the very thing that you're running after doesn't love, doesn't care about you, doesn't think about you? All it does is use you up. That's all it does. It only allows you to come into its atmosphere, its space, its environment to use you. What relationships are you running away from that matter? All while you're pursuing something or someone that you think loves you and it doesn't love you. It doesn't know how to love you. It's not built to love you. How do you feel when you ran after a so-called lover? And remember, a lover could be a person or something someone really loves. An idea, thing, status, job, title, money. How did you feel when you ran or when you ran after those things? Did that lover hold you hostage? And what I mean by that is when you ran after the very thing that you weren't supposed to run after, did you feel trapped or were you trapped into something? Where you needed your savior to come save you from? You needed your deliverer to come deliver you out of this mess, similar to what Hosea was doing for his wife when she was running after stuff and he had to come pay the price to get out of it? How did it feel when what you thought you loved turned on you and you realized your true love was in Christ and with the people God divinely connected you with? Even when we make decisions that are not wise, running after things that get us into problems, we didn't have to be in those problems. 
God was still there persistently pursuing us. Not only was he there, he's there right now. Persistently pursuing us. Nobody was pursuing you like God was. God was persistently pursuing some individuals in houses that they shouldn't have been in. He was persistently pursuing some people in some alleys, some cars, some conversations. They had no business being in. Some rooms they had no business being in. God was persistently pursuing or is persistently pursuing some individuals in some cities they have no business being in. Some states, some clubs. God is persistently pursuing some people sitting at some desk they shouldn't be sitting at. God is persistently pursuing some people who are at some restaurants they shouldn't be at, some neighborhoods, some complexes, some events, some locations, some parks they shouldn't be, doing things they shouldn't be doing. God is persistently pursuing some individuals at some creeks, some beaches, some sales, some stores. God is also persistently pursuing some individuals who are engaging in some ideas they shouldn't be engaging in, some phone calls they shouldn't be on, some websites they shouldn't be looking at, some subscriptions they need to go ahead and cancel, some posts that they need to stop looking at, some pages they need to stop looking at, some thoughts they need to stop entertaining. No matter where you find yourself or where you were, or where you should not be. God sees it. God knows it. And he loves you enough to persistently pursue you until he reaches you. No matter where he has to follow you to get your attention. There is no place where God's love won't reach to persistently pursue you. God provides visible signs of his persistent pursuance of love. And he could send someone to tell you about your wrong, just like he sent Hosea to his people. And he could cause you to hear something where you are prompted to change. And he could cause you to see something physically or in a dream to confirm his love for you and your need to repent. God could speak his word to you in ways where he can just get your attention. And there will be no doubt in your mind or your heart that it was God talking to you. And it's confirmed that God does love you. And you could be thinking, you know what? God does love me. I need to go ahead and change because what I'm doing is not right. And I'm headed straight to a danger zone. I'm over here traveling on a route that displeases God. Jesus died on the cross for our sins because of God's love for us. That's what John, the third chapter, and the 16th verse states. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for our sins. That's a visible sign that God persistently pursues those he loves. It's amazing, though, whether we repent or not, whether we change and follow God or we choose to live apart from him, rejecting everything he says, 
God still loves us. God loves the very people who will reject him. God loves the very people who will reject Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. He still loves them, even if they choose hell. Even if people choose hell. God still put a plan in place to persistently pursue them in love, although it was their choice. God still loves us and God loves us in every choice we've made and every choice we will make, whether it's positive or negative, fruitless or fruitful. God knows what is on the other side of disobedience and he knows what's on the other side of rejecting him. That's why he persistently pursues us because he wants us to live in joy, peace, comfort, and he wants us to be saturated in his promise Feel blessings. Don't reject God. Don't reject God's love. Now, you don't have to listen to me. It's your choice. But I encourage you to not reject God's love. Don't allow your feelings of shame and guilt overrule the love God has for you. That's a trick of Satan. Satan uses those past experiences where you felt alone where you felt shamed, embarrassed, and he wants to use those unhealed places, those uncertainties, those doubts, those questions, as an inroad to thwart your sight to visibly see the visible signs of God's love for you and what God says about you in his word. Believe that God loves you. Repent from your ways and understand God can use what you've been through to encourage someone else. I mean, somebody can see you and say, you know what? They received God's love and they did all of that? Man, they received God's love and they're confident? Look where God has them. They received God's love and they're pressing forward? Let me go ahead and receive God's love and get out of this stuff I'm in. Let me reject the lies that God doesn't love me and that God would never love me. Mm -mm. God loves me. God loves you. There are several promises in Scripture confirming the visible signs that God loves you. It's important and it's time to receive it and believe it and thank God today that he's confirming and he's reminding you that he is indeed a faithful, forgiving father who persistently pursues those he loves and he loves you. You are a visible sign of God's love. God loves you. Never forget that. And there are two scriptures that I would like to leave you with. The first one is the one I went over earlier, and that is John the third chapter in the 16th verse, and it states, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then the other scripture I want to share, the promise I want to share from God's word, is Romans the fifth chapter and the eighth verse. And it states, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I wanted to leave you with those scriptures to share the promise in confirming truth that God's love has and will always 
persistently pursue you. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the God Comes Through in Love study guide along with some other Bible study content and t-shirts I have on the site. Feel free to check me out on the YouVersion Bible app and on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy the remainder of your day and share this series with someone you know as you all ponder and receive the love God has for you. Peace and God bless.